Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Welcome back to another episode of The Short Score. It's your host, Taylor Vollen. I hope you guys are having a great Saturday. For the next couple of weekends, we're going to be running a little bit of a series with Jake Barnes and Clay O'Brien Cooper. And on today's bonus Ropen.com tips episode, Jake and Clay are going to be talking a little bit about the history of Team Ropen and what it was like when there wasn't equal money. When we came in, Team Ropen was like a stepchild, you know, they just... They looked at you like you was just an added event. You didn't really belong to be there, and you're just lucky that maybe they let you participate here and there. That was kind of the, the mentality of the hierarchy of the association. And then, uh, you know, I think Leo kind of kind of bursted their bubble a little bit because he was, he came along and won the all-around and was a predominant team roper. And then by the time we came in, you know, they, uh, we were asking them those questions, you know, we were the first kind of that, that first era to come in and kind of say, you know, why you do things like this, you know, why? And but at the same time, when Jake and I hooked up, it's kind of like right when team roping exploded, and the number system came in, the USTRC, and all of that. And then we won our first championship, and the USTRC asked us to go back there to their finals, and it took off, and it just seemed like it was a whirlwind of you know team roping, team roping. So. Naturally, we started to ask questions like, hey, you know, team roping is the most uh, participated and popular event in rodeo. Why are we getting the short end of the stick? And then it was about a 10-year, 15-year climb of just knocking at the door and just saying, hey, you know, we should be have man, mandatory team roping everywhere. We should have equal money at, everywhere. Why, you know, why, why, why? And just it was just a slow grind of, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and and finally it started to kind of cave in. You know, their their way of thinking. They knew it was wrong. I mean, so they finally gave way in the end, I guess. So, yeah. Barrel racers was the same way. Barrel racers were just like us, you know. We were, they were running for half the money, and, and uh, they treated them the same way, so. And when we first started rodeoing, there was no, uh, hardly any, well, there was no Texas rodeos. I mean, they didn't have any. Fort Worth, San Antonio, Houston, none of that stuff, so, you know, our, our winner was basically Odessa, Denver, Scottsdale, Tucson, Phoenix. And then we went out to California for the spring. And then our big run was uh, Colorado. 
They had a lot of those uh, fair rodeos in Colorado. So that's where we would uh, camp out during the summer. And that was the majority of our rodeo one was them fair rodeos out there in, in California. Yeah, I mean, Pueblo, we went home. Yeah. There was no Northwest, really. Yeah. So. No Pendleton, no. I mean, they had it. They had the rodeos, but there was no, no team roping. Yeah, we were right in the middle of it. Well, that was actually before that, though. I mean, we, we, we headed up trying to get equal money before that. We, we had a, a friend there in uh, Phoenix that was, uh, we had a group of guys that were trying to try to get it uh, equal money. And we talked about then about, you know, striking the finals. That didn't go over very well with some of the guys. I wasn't. I I wasn't. Th I wasn't at the finals the year that. Uh, who brought that up? Matt Tyler. Mm -hmm. Matt Tyler's like, well, we're just not going to rope. And that really got their attention. They well, said, the barrel racers stuck with us, and then I think the calf ropers did. Maybe there there were several events enough that there was enough pull there that it was like they had to kind of pay notice to what was going on didn't they say if they if they didn't uh if you didn't strike this year that they that they'd have it next year yeah like or that. an increase or was it a yeah i don't really remember but it kind of the dam kind of broke at that point or and then the the inner turmoil was working in our favor as well with the PRCA. There was some, uh, the Bulldoggers, so the, all the timed events then were kind of all on the same, cap ropers, team ropers, barrel rest, everybody was on the kind of the same side of, of what was happening internally and then that became an issue that, you know, things need to change here and we need to get this right and da da da. da.